We're not live, but we are in Miami. I'm Fred Katz. I cover the Wizards for The Athletic, and I'm the host of Wizards After Dark, and we've got another episode of Wizards After Dark for you following the Wizards' loss in Miami to the Heat, 115-109. I'm here with Shandell Richardson. Covers the Heat for The Athletic as well. All right, man. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. I'm sorry I didn't get to do it with you last time. I was yeah. running around a little bit, but, hey, we got time, and I'm looking forward to it. We made it happen. Um, so... Let's talk a little about this game. So, Brad, just a, a few numbers. Bradley Beal had 33-9-7. and seven. Uh, Trevor Ariza had 21. Weird night for Ariza. He was 5-for-12 on threes, 1-for-7 on twos. Uh, kind of just a lot of in-and-out play from the Wizards, I thought. Otto Porter had 14 off the bench. He played 21 minutes, still playing on a minutes restriction set after the game. That they don't really know the plan for that going forward. Uh I want to talk about Hassan Whiteside first. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and not just... He has my favorite jump shot. Really? Oh. <laughs> it's because it looks apathetic. It looks like he's pushing it, or I don't know. You're right. It does look like that, but he's, he's been like that for his career. I mean, that's his jump shot, and he's not going to change it. If you ask him about it, he's been shooting that way since he was in high school. So, Great. Uh, it's amazing, but it it is a sign. He looks like he missed a bunch of shots. Mm-hmm. And then his coach yelled at him. And then he just said, okay, you want me to care about shooting? Here you go. And then <laughs> and then just threw a thing up, mocking a jump shot for him. Right, right. And then that. just made that the jump shot for him. It's right. great. But he played great tonight. And he just destroyed the Wizards. And, and I, I kind of thought the most notable thing, he had 21 and 18. And it honestly seemed like in 29 and a half minutes. And it honestly seemed like he had more than 18 boards. And the thing that stood out to me the most, at least, is just, like, how much stronger he is than Thomas Bryant. Like, he was just shoving him around and doing whatever he wanted. And, like, to me, that was – there were a lot of differences in the game, I guess, but that might have been the biggest one just to what he was able to do. what we saw tonight was the Hassan we thought we'd see every night. I mean, I've covered this team for the last four years during his entire time here. And he'll have a monster game like this where he's pushing guys all over the place. Then he'll come out and play against a smaller center in the league, and he's kind of kind of passive. I mean, the inconsistency has, has been his biggest problem since he arrived here. But tonight we saw we saw Pete Kassan. We saw $96 million Kassan Whiteside. Uh, he's blocking shots, grabbing rebounds. He was actually named player of the game tonight by Eric Spolstra. There's been a history of those two having a kind of a rocky relationship. But after the game, Spolstra told us in the post game that they hugged each other in the locker room in front of the team. That kind of did a lot for team morale. So we saw Pete Kassan. I don't know if that's going to happen every night, but that was one of the biggest issues for the Wizards tonight. Yeah, for sure. I mean, man, he's just – he is so – Thomas Bryant's not a small guy. No, no, not at all. And he's so much stronger than Thomas Bryant. Like, he was just getting manhandled. And at the end of the game, Scott Brooks, instead of going to Bryant, who – who has been really good for them, and he was 5 for 7th in the field again tonight. He's been outrageously efficient. He's shooting like 75% on twos right now. And he's he had 10 and 5 tonight, and I didn't think he played great, but he wasn't, like, horrible tonight, other than the fact that Whiteside was just kind of motoring him. Uh, but I thought it was interesting, the last three minutes of the game, Scott Brooks goes super small. It's almost like he said, and I've asked Scott about this before, and he always laughs me off about it when I ask him, but I think he did it tonight. Yeah. But the Wizards are a really bad rebounding team, and they're getting killed in the boards, and he's like, screw it. 
I'm punting on rebounding. Yeah. And we're just going to like Jeff Green at the five, and we're going to see if we can be the best offensive team possible to the point that the rebounding won't matter as much. And like that's kind of what they did yeah, down the stretch. That's been the, the, the formula to beat the Heat all season is to kind of make them run with them. You know, I mean, if, if Hassan's on the court, you see coaches do it all the time. They put their quick lineup in there. They want to get down the get down the court on them. I mean, fans criticize Hassan all the time. I mean, it's been. They've been talking about trading Hassan just for that very reason because the Wizards just couldn't pull it off tonight. Most teams have been able to get get up and down the floor with him, and Hassan doesn't play the fourth quarter very often. It, it was so bad that they were questioning his conditioning because they didn't think he could, he could go four quarters. So uh, the Wizards, that was no, not a new strategy. It just didn't work tonight. It backfired because Hassan was playing so well. Yeah, and the, the Wizards have... Uh They've gone to Jeff Green at the, the, the five sum. I think they're more prone to doing it when Otto Porter's there. Otto tonight, uh, 14 points, 7 to 14 shooting, over 5 from 3. They're all good looks. He made the one three yeah. that didn't right. count, right. which left a, after that three goes through with whatever it was, you know, 12 seconds left, and they run it perfectly, and the three goes through, and it doesn't count because the play was was called dead and it would have made it a one-point game. Scott Brooks just immediately mm-hmm. throws his head right into his hands yeah. like he was like trying to create a meme or something like that. It was yeah. like yeah. it was he was so upset about how that turned out and I would have been too if I were him. Uh, but Otto I thought for the most part this is his second game back from a major well I shouldn't say major but significant right leg injury that had him out for three and a half weeks and he's playing on a minutes restriction. He's coming off the bench and He's kind of playing with unfamiliar guys. I'm not quite sure why he's coming off the bench. Like, I know he's on a minutes restriction, yeah. but you can play a starter at 21 minutes. But he's coming off the bench and playing with unfamiliar guys, and um, I thought he looked pretty good tonight. He looked better than he did in his other game. Yeah, I mean, I don't think this was a bad loss for the Wizards. I mean, you've seen them more than I have. I mean, you said it earlier. They missed a lot of shots that should have went down. I mean, the Wizards were right there. I mean, a couple of those threes at the end kind of just rattled out, so... They have nothing to hang their heads about. Uh, I think it was more of a concern. They couldn't string maybe five or six good minutes together. It was kind of, we got a couple minutes here, a couple minutes there. They allowed the heat to take over, couldn't catch up. But this was by no means a bad loss. They didn't look like a bad team. Just looked like a team that just didn't have it at certain stretches, and the heat took full advantage of them. Yeah, they weren't, like, horrible tonight or anything. Yeah, they just... They, they missed a lot of threes. They missed 26 threes. Yeah. They were 10 for 36. That'll do it. Uh, Beal made his threes. Ariza made his threes. And almost literally no one else made their threes. Other than Beal and Ariza, the rest of the team was one for 13 from three. Yeah. So that'll do it. Those two guys combined to go nine of 23, which weirdly was exactly what James Harden alone shot from yeah. three in that game against the Warriors last night. Which is just wild because it looked like Ariza was just jacking threes and Beal's jacking threes. And while those two guys combined shoot as many threes as Harden right, right. does in one game. It's a three-point league. You know that. <laughs> that's, kinda, that's, that's where we are right now. You live by the three. That's Or you die by the three pretty much. So, What did you think of Beal? Uh, Beal was solid. I mean, I liked him. I had no complaints about his game. Um, he's definitely taking the, the lead with John Wall out. Um, I, just, I just think the Heat didn't have an answer for... I know you mentioned Hassan Whiteside, but I think Justice Winslow was the key in this game as a facilitator. He had a career-high number of assists tonight, and they didn't expect that. I mean, this is a new Justice Winslow. He wasn't the guy they saw when they were here in Miami last. So 
and they weren't kind of ready for that. And I, I think he played a huge factor in getting other guys involved. I think that he had five players, five or six players in double figures. When they do that, they usually win, and they have to have someone out there facilitating the ball. And, and Justin did a great job with that tonight. Yeah, Winslow has been throwing up like oh. real facilitating numbers. I know, right? He's, crazy. he's like throwing up like 20 point games with mm-hmm. big assistant rebound lines. Yeah. Like he's. Hey, he signed him to an extension, and like mm-hmm. right now, the last few weeks, like he kind of looks like he's justifying, yeah, justifying that number. He looks like justice from when I mean the draft day when when they drafted him out of Duke, the, the crowd here went crazy. I mean, they were thinking they got the the second coming of Dwayne Wade, the, the, the next superstar in franchise history. That hasn't been the case, but this last month has been the best we've seen Justice Winslow play. And and, and if you talk to him, he just said. I'm only 20, 21 years old. I, I need I need patience, and that's what he's doing out there on the court. You can see he's been patient with the ball, setting up others, and, and driving to the basket and, and finding the open guy, and that's been the biggest difference. I mean, he, he also has a lot of confidence. I mean, that helps a lot. He was down on himself last year. He got hurt a couple of years ago. So, I mean, it's just coming together. He's still a young guy, so give him time. It's crazy that he's still yeah. that young. I mean, Josh Richardson called him young fellow. They came in the same year, but... I mean, they're three years apart in age, so, I mean, it, it is definitely a difference with them. Right. It's weird because you do think of them. How old's Richardson? Like 25? 25, yeah. You yeah. think of them as, as peers, but they're not. I mean, Justice, right. I mean, Josh is closer to his ceiling than Justice is. I mean, we don't know how good Justice can be. And, and you can, if you, if you ask him that, he'll tell you. I asked him once about his game. He's like, I really don't know. I'm only 21 years old, 22 yeah. years old. So I mean, crazy. perspective for that is that Richardson and Bradley Beal are the same age. Yeah, right. And it feels like Bradley Beal's been around forever. Exactly. It's his seventh year in the league. Really? Yeah. Jesus. The one and done is kind of, you, you lose track of how, how young these guys, and I mean, it's amazing that they are the same. I didn't even know that until you told me. That's, yeah. <laughs> That's like, Bradley Beal, uh, Josh Richardson, mm-hmm. and are both now also younger than Buddy Heald. Which is a weird. Wow. That's, that's a weird so, thing too. Yeah, that's so that's so hard to even fathom right now. I mean, you're kind of throwing up those numbers at me. It's like wow. Buddy Hill's like an up and comer who's having a great year in his third year, and yeah. like he's older than Bradley Beal. Yeah, yeah, like, right. yeah. I thought Beal was really good tonight. Yeah. I he he he's become really good at um, recognizing the way teams are going to guard him early, mm-hmm. and this is a trait that pretty much every star has because I don't think you can get to this point without becoming a star uh, or I don't think you can get to being a star without kind of developing this to some capacity and he is just like better at it now than he's ever been recognizing how teams are guarding him and then come the second half playing so much better knowing how teams just going through his reads and reading so much quicker and uh, becoming so much more decisive because of it. And he totally did that tonight. I think he kind of slowly paced in. He was very controlled. Uh, he played very well early in the game with Richardson guarding him. But Richardson was chasing him off the of screens and kind of denying stuff. He was playing off the ball a lot. They were playing with Sadoransky with the ball early. They were playing with even Ariza with the ball early, and they were trying to free him up off screens. It wasn't working as well because Richardson is such a pest off the ball. Uh, and then... Beal kind of started getting his looks in transition. He started running some more pick and rolls. He started uh, changing his footwork a little bit around those screens, and like he's opening himself up more. And like those are the things. That's the difference between being a really, really good player and being a star. Like having that that uh, IQ right. to be able to do that and to be able to have that recognition. He finished with 33 
nine and seven tonight. Well, yes, yes. I mean, do you think he plays better when he's the guy on the court? I mean, I don't want to say the Wizards are better without John Wall, but some guys you see in the NBA that they need the ball in their hands. They need to be that guy. I mean, James Harden, when he was with OKC, he was their third or fourth option. Then he goes to Houston and becomes this mega star. I mean, is that kind of the case with Bradley Beal just because what we're seeing with without John Wall? I don't know if he's... I don't think he's a guy who needs the ball uh, because I think he's so good running off of it and he's such a good shooter. He's so good running off screens, running off those curls. He's really good at creating movement and defense and all that. So I don't I don't think he's someone who's like better who needs the ball. I'm not saying but I think it's ball, but, but I think it's plausible that guy, he's better without wall. Yeah, just a guy with I mean, not not without wall, but just a guy who he needs to be the number one option all the time. That's right. what I was trying to say. I, I yeah, think no, Bradley I get what kinda, you mean. Kind of flourishes in that role. I mean, tonight, yeah, he was he was great. I mean, he looked like a, a top fifteen player in the league. I mean, the, the Bradley Beal we all expected to see when he came out of Florida. So um, I, I haven't seen the Wizards enough to say he's better without Wall. But tonight, you could definitely tell that he was he wanted to be that that go to option. Yeah, and I think think he's going to be an all-star yeah i was looking through because i have to start thinking about this stuff now mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm looking through like the eastern conference guards and you got lowry and you got Kyrie, and you got kemba and then it's like Dwayne Wade. oh you forgot him <laughs> and i had to throw that in there i had to throw that in there but yeah you're right you're yeah, right it's like yeah you got old i mean oladipo's not I mean, uh, he's, he's a great player but he's not having as good of a year no. as he was last year although he had 36 and hit a game winner tonight mm-hmm. so um, you know, maybe I'm wrong on that, uh, but it's just like you look through, and it's like then you start getting to is Chris Middleton going to get in because you need a second buck, or is Malcolm Brogdon going to get in because you need a second buck, or, or I mean, it, how far down are you going to go? Is Spencer Dinwiddie going to get in? Like, where are you going to go for the guards? Field makes it over those guys. Yeah, I think his body of work. I mean, the last couple of years, what he's done. I mean, a few years ago, they were calling him a budding superstar. So. I think he'll get the votes from the coaches and the players. He's definitely – players respect him. I mean, D-Wade respects him. So I don't think he has anything to worry about. I, th- I think he's a definitely a, an all-star. Yeah. And the uh, the reason it's on the fence is not because of him. He's having a really good year. It's because yeah. Wizards are 15 and 24. Exactly. And it's hard to get an all-star when you're 15 and 24. Exactly. Um, anything else before we wrap up? Let's cover it, man. It was a great game. It was very entertaining. I love the back and forth. and. It's always good to see a game that, that goes down to the wire, I mean, especially the way the Wizards came back at the end. I mean, they could have packed it up and folded in when they were – I think they were down 11. Yeah. Nine, they were down nine, I think, in the third. Late. I mean, I'm sorry, with three minutes left in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. something like that. And they, they kept it going, and they were right into the final 30 seconds. So that was very entertaining to watch. Give me uh, – plug plug your work for my readers so they can hear it. Oh, you can check me out at theathletic.com on the Miami Heat page. Um, follow me at Twitter at Shandell Rich. Perfect. And uh, Shandell does great work on the Heat, so check out his stuff. Um, I'll probably have something up on the Miami page. Actually, it'll be on the yeah. on the DC, DC page also tomorrow about Bradley Beal and uh, what's his name? Dwayne Wade, <laughs> that guy. I look forward to reading that. I can't wait. Yeah, so that'll be up there. And, uh, yeah, but subscribe to Wizards After Dark. Give us a review. Give us five stars. Do all those great things for us. If you've been enjoying the show, I've been enjoying making the show. So uh, leaving the reviews, giving the five stars, all that stuff always helps. You can find us on iTunes, as always. Uh, I will be back Sunday. They play the Thunder. 
I will be back probably with I used to cover the Thunder, so I will have probably some some guys who I did a pod, used to do a podcast with in Oklahoma City, and I think we're going to get together and we're going to do a Thunder After Dark Wizards After Dark merger because they took over my Thunder After Dark podcast when I left, and I think we're just going to throw those together. So that will be Sunday's episode, and then off to Philadelphia after that. I'll be in Oklahoma City. I'll be podcasting from there after the game on Sunday. I'll talk to you guys then.